Hey everybody, welcome to the three cast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vince Boy. Hey, what's up? Uh, Ricky is going to be here, I think. He says he's going to be late, but we'll see. Um, so this is the three cast. We review things, sometimes movies, TV shows, uh, and we've been promising Vince for almost a year, maybe even longer than that, that we're going to do a comic book again. We mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'll do a comic book in, uh, there are two steadfast rules. One, Matt doesn't ever get to choose the comic book because that we've done that before. Mm-hmm. And second, Ricky doesn't get to choose the comic book anymore because he chooses ones that are 300 issues long. So yeah. this time, Vince chose the comic book, Batman Hush. Vince, why don't you briefly tell us what Batman Hush is about? Okay. Um, so it's it's not like I'm going to go into spoiler territory because this mo- this book's been out for a while. Um, and I, as you said, I, I, I tried to pick a... a a compendium that wasn't too too long. Now I know it is it is it is several issues, but I thought it was um it was a good uh, detective like you know Batman comic book which uh, deals with a whole bunch of uh, notable things. So first off, it's Jim Lee, and if you guys I'm not sure if you know your comic book artist, but Jim Lee in the '90s really made a big name for himself. He was a hot young artist that uh, really was getting popularity drawing a lot of stuff in, in like x-men and stuff in the 1990s and then of course he is now basically head honcho over at dc and uh one of the things that he did really well was uh make a big splash with uh detective comics um in, in the batman series right specifically with hush and if anyone ever asked like one of like you know big notable story arcs in the batman universe there'd be like death in the family where um one of the bat when one of the robins dies there'd be um you know uh, the Dark Knight Returns, where it talks about Batman, like in the future, where he's old, um, and and then you 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 also you often hear that people talk about the Hush uh, storyline, right? Or or sorry, they also talk about Nightfall, where Bane breaks Batman's back, but but Hush, the Hush storyline comes into play. So in a nutshell, um, it's a really uh, great uh, read for fans of Batman universe because it pretty much has like every notable or famous not necessarily like high end but most most people would know a lot of the uh villains that play so it's not a single villain even though hush is the main antagonist um the 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 story is a kind of mystery right and that's a good thing about batman detective comics it's all it always is a mystery as to like okay so there's always action but who did it like it's basically a who done it and and the story starts off with basically um you know, uh, Batman's trying to just stop crime. Uh, there's, a, there's a kid that got kidnapped. And while he's in pursuit of the kidnapper and, and the ransom money, uh, his line gets cut. And he falls and he uh, basically cracks his skull. And in the process, uh, he basically subconsciously taps out uh, uh, to Alfred, his, his you know, butler, his loyal butler who's taking care of him. He taps out a name of um, uh, Elliot uh, is it Thomas Elliot? I can't remember. What is it? It's Thomas Elliot. Yeah. Thomas, yeah, Thomas Elliot. So Thomas Elliot is this famous doctor um, that was also a rich kid friend of Bruce Wayne when he was a younger kid, right? And he starts recounting that, like, you know, that they, these guys were really good friends. Long story short, uh, they call in this, you know, superb uh, doctor who does everything from neurosurgery all the way to cosmetic surgery, and that'll come in play later on. Um, and he basically heals up uh, Bruce Wayne, okay? And this is this is also kind of rather suspect because um, at the same time, there's this crime wave that's going on. Like you, you see every like a who's who of all the villains from 
Killer Croc to you know uh, jo- uh, not to, to Joker of course to Riddler to Catwoman Poison Ivy every everybody that you you pretty much have known um, in Clayface that have, that have been like uh, villains Rice Al Ghul right um, they all come involved in this and you can't help but go who the hell is this hush person that's really masterminding sending all of these criminals to do things uh, to really mess up um, Batman. Now, I should mention that in the 1990s, um, there was another storyline called Nightfall, where basically um, Bane, as we know, he's the big brutish guy, but Bane's really smart and strong. And the thing was that Bane actually does something similar. He basically releases all the criminals out of Arkham Asylum, and he basically causes Batman to get so damn tired because he's just kind of putting people back into jail, that he gets so exhausted that finally uh, Bane just breaks him, okay? So you you start reading this comic, uh, Hush, which happens, uh, you know, a decade or so later, and you're like, okay, now we know that this is, once again, it's the same mastermind strategy where someone's really trying to burn Batman's kind of candle at both ends, right? And at the end of the day, you're like, hmm, who could this Hush character be? And it turns out, of course, to be this, like, you know, twisted, convoluted plot where, um, you know, it turns out that at one point you think it's Joker, right? At one point you think it's Rice Al Ghul. You think it's a bunch of people. Uh, the most notable thing about the, the storyline was when it is Joker, Batman um, is coming off of the heels of allegedly um, Thomas Elliot getting killed, right? And Batman, who's sick and tired of the story of, you know, his family the bat family getting you know antagonized right he's seen um you know batgirl got her got got shot and you know obviously there's another storyline where commissioner gordon was uh humiliated joker killed um uh basically uh, the second robin um so batman is finally at, at his wits end he's kind of losing it and he's about to literally kill joker in an alley because he thinks that uh thomas elliott has been killed by the joker and it's not when when he's right at the edge it's good old um, Commissioner Gordon who basically shoots the ear off the cowl from behind and says, "Hey, Batman, if you do this, you're going to be no different from the vic- from the from the criminals, right?" So you kind of see that kind of pe- keeping in check. You can see that there's a kind of psychological toll that's also happening on Batman because he's kind of losing it. So at the end of the day, it turns out that um, the the Hush character is actually Thomas Elliot. Okay, um, and it's really interesting that Thomas Elliot has been kind of strategically working his way to make sure that um, he's he's able to uh, kind of burn out Batman. And it turns out that a long time ago, the Riddler also happened to get brain cancer, and he got surgery, and um, Thomas Elliot encountered him, and that's how they knew each other. And it also turns out that at the very end, they're trying to figure out well, who was fundamentally like someone had to know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. And it turns out at the end, Batman kind of finds out that all this time, it turns out that the Riddler knew who Batman's real identity was, right? And was able to kind of get all the chess pieces at play to kind of burn him out. But the fun thing about this is that at the end, um, Batman confronts Riddler and says, well, so you know. Right. And Riddler goes, now I know all the secret. But then the the real funny thing at the very end is that Batman goes, so, well, even though you know my identity, well, there's two things that uh, that's a problem. A, you as the Riddler have like this kind of psychological thing where there's no point in knowing a secret or knowing a riddle if everyone else knows the punchline. Right. So he's like, so what? You know, you're never going to tell anyone. And then Riddler's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I realize that. Second thing Batman says is. Um, now that you pissed off all these other criminals, most notably Ray Al Ghul, right, um, 
for doing all these bad things and framing them up and, and kind of using the Lazarus pits. Well, guess what? You got a whole bunch of criminals uh, coming after you, uh, Riddler. So good luck with that. So at the end of the day, that's kind of like a nutshell of this plot. It also happens to be that um, it, it, it has a really good sub storyline with uh, Catwoman where Batman actually falls in love with Catwoman officially. He officially tells her his identity as Bruce Wayne. And you think everything's going okay. She helps him out fight crime as, as he's trying to kind of uncover the mystery of Hush. But at the end of the day, um, you can see that the tensions run. Um, it's again, it's a psychological game where Batman's just proven to be very untrusting. Um, and, and, and you can see how his mind works. I think that one of the things that was really good about that entire storyline is that you see it from Batman's perspective. And you actually, the reader gets a real insight on how absolutely determined he is about fighting crime and how he thinks about like, okay, if I punch this guy, I could like, you know, dislodge his, you know, collarbone or whatever and do this. And, and you can actually, it's, it's interesting to hear the way he's thinking and how he actually eventually solves the crime. Um, so, you know, the reader is kind of surprised at the end on some level, but um, it's just a really good kind of whodunit. It brings in a lot of fun stuff with Batman um, and the kind of uh, gallery of villains he's got. But more importantly, it really is a good storyline that showcases the kind of thought process. Again, Batman has no superpowers except for being rich, but he's very good at thinking. And you get to just get an insight into that kind of, you know, logic, but also the, the frustration and the emotional psychological toll that happens when he's trying to put away all these enemies at the same time. So I thought it was a good storyline. I don't know about you, but uh, beautifully illustrated. And and certainly the storyline was a good, good, captivating read. Yeah, okay. So I have some thoughts. One, I will say you're right. It's very, very well illustrated. Um, it's not the bright colors of the earlier arcs, right? Like sometimes it was, um, they, they blew out the colors quite a lot in the earlier arcs. This was very dark and very... Um, it was just felt well illustrated. I had a quite a bit of problems with, at least in the physical copy prints. I don't know. Do you have the physical copy of this? Yep, yep. It's like a yeah, it's like a, a pulpy book. Yep. Yeah, the text and like the speech bubbles was fine, but like his inner thoughts or whatever, and is are in like these um, the blue gradient. Yeah. yeah, they're very hard to read. Um, yeah. I had a, I had to actually take my phone's camera and shine light on it so I could see it, and that was like in bright daylight. I just could not read it. That was a big problem for me. It took Getting me old, man. <laughs> I know. Shut up. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. I found. I saw the Tommy thing coming a mile away. Okay. I mean, but then was, he dies, though. Remember, he dies. But you could tell that he didn't die, though, Vince, because he was. It didn't happen on camera. Um. Well, okay, yeah, okay. Well, Wayne didn't see it happen, so, I mean, it was just, I mean, I guess they've just done that so many times before, right? I mean, you don't, you didn't know who was behind it, but you, there was just an inkling in my head that I knew that he wasn't really well, there, dead. Yeah. But that, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a comic book, Vince. Nobody's ever really dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, so, so, I mean, I guess that's, I went into it with skeptical. I mean, I didn't, okay, so let me put it this way. I didn't know Tommy was the, hush. I just knew he was involved. Right. Yeah. From the from the moment you like you knew he was involved because he shows up all the time. Like like um when uh Bruce Wayne goes to Metropolis, right? Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden Tommy's there. Like, what the f Tommy doing there? I mean, yeah. I mean, so I mean, he like you knew he was somehow involved, and, and I mean, I, you didn't know if he was well, the big bad or whatever, or I, if he was I, just I, being used I, like everybody else. So so to be fair on that point, um, a 
Tommy is a big name surgeon that is, I think, working out of Metropolis, and it just happens to get flown into Gotham to save Bruce Wayne. Right? That was the that was the kind of premise. Um, and the second thing is that it typically happens though in comic books that characters that are introduced in a story tend to die, and they're like sec- they're, they're so tertiary that like yeah, like that guy's dead, right? Like you you know what I'm talking about? Like there's usually collateral characters that you're like okay for for the mm-hmm. plot points, it's just like I gotta have him there. And it's it's when he gets allegedly killed that you're like, okay, so that's the cam the, the straw that breaks the camel's back because it's like one of Bruce Wayne's only friends from childhood, right? And that's the thing that pushes him over, right? So that's the reason why you, you kind of go, okay, maybe that is the case where he's not gonna be he's just a he's just a vehicle. Maybe he's not gonna be one of those guys that persists on and on as the villain, right? Yeah. Um like I said, you, I don't I, I don't know that I really knew that he was the big guy. I just knew he was was involved. Um mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is, Vince. I mean, quite a few of the, you know, the fights in this just seem so dull. Like, uh, maybe it's because it comes on the heel of, of you know, reading about and you know, like Batman versus Superman. But the the fight between mm-hmm. Batman and Superman, this is just so anticlimactic. It's like there was no tension at all. You knew Batman was going to win right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He was never in any really danger. I mean, there was a few fights where you you were surprised. Like he got really injured uh, because. Of some things like there, you know, right at the beginning, his his line gets cut, but he doesn't get yep. hurt in a fight. He gets hurt because somebody cut his line, mm-hmm. um, and um, during the fight at the opera or whatever like that, the only you know he he gets hurt, but he doesn't. I mean, he just keeps fighting. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't wear his like Kevlar helmet or whatever and got hit by a you know uh, hit by something by the um, Har- Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just didn't, the the fights just seemed just so kind of lackluster and anticlimactic in, in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and eh, that's kind of that's kind of Batman. I mean, you you don't read, uh, you know, a superhero graphic novel to see them get their ass kicked over and over again, right? So, I mean, I suppose mm-hmm. that's that's part of it. Um, I could have done without the how. Uh, I think it's like the third issue or whatever. It's right after he and Catwoman kiss. Like half of that, uh, half of that issue is um, him. Like every other frame is like him thinking about Selena, right? Like that's an entire waste of an issue, I think. Um, or maybe maybe not necessarily put it that way. More, it was just not well integrated into this, you know. Because, because really, I mean, no, no. Let me put it this way. At least at that point in the story, it, it just seemed like it was out of place. Mostly because when you look back at that issue, uh, at, at least until um, at least until he tells her his identity, um, mm-hmm. it, it stops that style of his thinking. Right, so it, it's like he stops thinking about her completely. I mean, in that issue, he's thinking about her every other frame, and then it just you know she's maybe it's because she's with him. After that, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And well, well, this is the reason why I want to say, like, if it outside of the who done it component of the storyline, which is like who's who's hush, I think that you'll find that every major uh, beat of the story arc is that it it delves into Bruce Wayne slash Batman's kind of failures or his 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 emotional issues, right? Like, you you realize that holy crap, this dude really had no friends. Like after his parents well, died, he had no friends, and Thomas Elliot was the only friend he had, right? And you're like, okay, so that's why it builds up. And then you also, I, I know that if you weren't a hardcore Batman person, you wouldn't know necessarily um, the situation with um, uh, not, not Tim Drake, but um, 
the other the the, the Robin that died, right? Like uh, Jason, uh, not Dick, J- J- Jason Todd, right? Because like he got he gets killed, and that really scars Batman for a lot of things. And then that kind of gets put forth in the thing. You also realize that that uneasy relationship with Selena, like. I think he had to really, they had to go into a little bit more depth into why he was getting that feeling for Selena Kyle, because at some point they have to make sure that it has some payoff when he reveals his identity to her, right? Like, otherwise it's just like, yeah, just casually, yeah, yeah, oh, by the way, I'm Bruce Wayne, right? So the, that that's also there. I also thought it was really good to say, to see that, like, you saw when he was in Metropolis and, like, his only real friend there is, like, pretty much Superman. And at the same time, he's got to fight him out. And then, like, you can see, like, this guy's so cold. To even his best friend that he's willing to put his best friend's like fiance at risk right like when he when, when he gets catwoman to throw lois lane out the window to effectively ensure that you know he can break batman uh, break superman's kind of spell that poison ivy has on her i thought that was interesting and then later on you see the kind of scenario where again uh jason todd or clayface or whatever you want to say comes back as, as like this kind of thing it's simply playing mind games with batman and, and that's the reason why you kind of go, okay, the subtext is just like, and then, and of course, we always talked about the Batgirl thing where it's like, you know, Batgirl's uh, getting put in a wheelchair and, you know, Jim Gordon getting like, you know, really humiliated by Joker. All these things are like things that have been pecking, picking away at Batman as like a guy. He, he basically can save the city, which is inevitably going to go to hell in a, in a handbasket. Like no matter what he does, there's always going to be crime. And at the same time, he can't even protect his own friends, which is the thing that you, you realize is something that is a soft spot for Bruce Wayne. And that's why every single turn of the of the plot, it's always about that secondary thing about the emotional toll. So that, that's the reason why I thought it, it kind of made sense to kind of build up the Selena Kyle thing, right? Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, there's some really, I really, who I said, so the way that Bat, Batman and uh, Catwoman make fun of Superman uh, together mm-hmm. and like a um, fashion in the spirit of, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was very funny. Um, there's also in in that I keep, you know, you know me, I'm not a big Superman fan, so, mm-hmm. um, but I I really enjoyed the how well is I mean I really wish that that had, that issue had been a little longer actually because um, there was a uh, there was a line in there basically says um, something along the lines of. Uh, in the end, uh, Clark or Superman is uh, is is a good man, and I am not, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it could, yeah, yeah, and it was like they they could have. I mean, I, Superman could have had a bigger role in this. I would have been much. Ha- I would have been happy to see that. Um, th- there was, it was a good story. I really did enjoy the story, even though I like I I knew Tommy L- Elliot was part of it. Um, I mean, even after he died, I, I still had suspicions, right? Um, I liked how Riddler kind of—I um, mean, you don't really see Riddler like at all until the second half of the the series, uh-huh. right? So you like you you have no—I mean, at the beginning, you, you just have a, a conglomeration of of villains coming together, and you, and uh, Bruce doesn't really know who if there's like some grand scheme or whatever. He just knows that his enemies are acting really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like why are they acting really weird? So he, the the plot doesn't really come together until the second half. Um, the one thing I will say is that there are some inconsistencies that really bother me. So that I, just just one of them was so in the first issue he, after he saves uh, the kid and um, leaves Killer Croc and starts chasing after Catwoman. Yep. He knows Catwoman 
is the one that stole the money. But in like the second issue, I think it's called like the Beast or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he says, "Oh, so it was Catwoman who stole the money." Like you already knew that. It really bothered me. I, I hate inconsistencies oh. like that. It's, really bothers me I, I think that was a function of just the typical comic book narrative where at that point you would have bought the comic book and you might not necessarily be buying mm-hmm. it with the first one so like when you jump jump into the second issue you kind of got kind of like uh pre- previously on the west wing or something yeah, like that they showed yeah, the beginning like, of the, the, yeah, okay yeah, I, mean, I guess that makes that. sense but but I, you know what you're raising a good point because honestly when when <laughs> i thought it was really smart like just the, the way the story paced itself where you're like okay after you find the follow-up, like, how did Batman solve it? Well, he was like, well, the only person that was motivated to do things uh, that was in their character was you, Riddler, right? And then you're like, really? And then he goes through, it's like, yeah, well, Killer Croc uh, was led to believe that, like, you know, the doctor could fix him so he'd be a regular person, which is something that he wanted, right? Um, and you're like, you know, Catwoman can steal stuff. Why would she ever do the money? And of course, it was like Poison Ivy was, you know, driving and all stuff. So it was just interesting to hear, like, the kind of, inappropriate crimes or inappropriate actions that all the other people would have taken yet riddler was the one that was the one that fell into a, you know alignment with what he's his typical mo was and honestly as a comic book reader you're like ah i didn't think about it that way right because we always see like criminals as doing just bad stuff right um but it's just that batman actually knows what's their mo and what they really want like joker won't do anything for money he just does things for the sake of anarchy right um, right. and and then you're like oh and then you're like yeah wait why would killer croc like holding someone for ransom makes no sense because this dude lives in a sewer right like why would he suddenly be like yo you know what i want to go into mtv cribs i want to have like a billion dollars like it, it, it wouldn't make any sense right so you're just like oh crap but but then at the when you're reading the storyline from the outset you're like yeah killer croc's doing something bad to get money like it just it just happens you just happen to go with that so i thought that was really kind of fun pivoting on on its head just like the way we normally see comic book villains right I mean, now that I've read the whole thing, right, it, it, it seems more, I mean, because the, well, the one thing about all, I mean, both DC and Marvel is they both have a, a plethora of villains to choose from, right? But you got mm-hmm. the, in, in this one, you got the, the, basically, these are the main villains. I mean, you have, you have Joker, Harlequin, Killer Croc, you, you know, all, all the main ones, the ones that appear most often. Um but the one that doesn't show up is you know until you know halfway through or so is is Riddler. Plus, mm-hmm. if you, I mean you don't really think about this when you're reading it, but now that you know that it's the Riddler, you realize that out of all the villains that Batman normally you know um, you know fights or whatever, the Riddler is really kind of the only one that has the um, the, the M O or whatever of the mind games, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Where. Um, I mean, like you said, the Joker, it really couldn't have been the Joker because he just, I mean, he doesn't really plan things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, in this he could have planned things because, you know, they were acting weird, but um, he was, he, you know, he's insane. Um, The same, you know, Killer Croc has his ways of doing things, so you really couldn't think of that. But if now that you've re- read it before, it kind of seems obvious that Riddler was one of the only ones that could have been because he was the one that, you know, he always i don't know that he always studied people but he always had the um way of de- messing with people's heads you know well i actually do have a couple of things about this so the the, the motivation thing is, is interesting and then now that you mentioned about like the whole mo's for the that the riddler thought through and all that stuff 
Um, I was wondering, like, from from a story perspective, I thought that a guy like you would have one big, big problem, and it requires you to have to have some investment as a as a comic book aficionado for Batman. Like, if you don't know your Batman lore, there's one plot hole that I thought was going to be like you're going to just going to be like Vince, man, what the hell? And that was the issue of Harold. Remember that? Oh, the mechanic. Where, the mechanic. So, so the thing is, no one knows that Batman has a mechanic or had a mechanic, right? And right. The um, where, yeah, where he's, a, he... he's a mute. He's a mute kind of like homeless dude who's like an autistic savant who can like basically fix everything, right? And Batman right. enlists him to help him because you know Bruce Wayne might be smart, but he's not going to be a mechanic, right? So, like the thing is that a long time ago, Bruce Wayne hired like this homeless dude that was really smart, um, who was like deformed, like Quasimodo kind of thing, couldn't speak. And so, like, you know, it's a perfect kind of device to have, like, this mechanic because Alfred can do medical, but, like, he can't do cars as well. So, you know, Bruce Wayne hires this kind of homeless dude that can fix cars. And he is the guy that ends up putting, like, he ends up basically being a snitch, right, um, to, to do all the stuff for Hush, like, to, to have the, uh, the, the kind of um, security breach on, on Batman's uh, system. And, and he's the one that places it in, in, in the Bat computer or whatever. So the, the thing is that for a guy like you, you were like, who the hell is this? What the hell is this? Like, it, I, I'm not sure if that just came out of nowhere. If it was like a Deus Ex Machina thing, where you're like, uh, okay, I'll go with it, right? Like, I wasn't sure you responded to that. I had to look up who the ba- who Harold was. Mm. Um, he. This came out in um. Like like the early 2000s, but it, yep. Like before that, like I had no like. So he turns Dude. out he, he stops appearing like in um. The, the no man land no man's land storyline yeah yeah um yeah. and that that's when there's an earthquake and basically kind of like new york and in today's day and age where trump declares it like an anarchy city or whatever uh when there's an earthquake in uh gotham city uh basically the government just says forget it let them be and the the criminals take over <laughs> the the entire city <laughs> and uh yeah so that's no man's land in a nutshell yeah I'd, i had no clue i never read that series also i had no clue who harold was um, you know but, what? And to be fair, listen, man, I, I like Batman comics and it took like when I first read this, I was like, oh, is that guy still like I, I, I honestly didn't know who he was. I was like, who the hell's Harold for a sec? And then it, 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 I had to actually recall this. So I, I thought it was really obscure, even for a guy like me. I was like, dude, man, that that's yeah, that you have to be invested, man. Yeah, I don't think it bothered me so much because I'm so used to being side swiped by characters that i don't know in comic books and and mm. and like in the marvel movie like um or um like a suicide squad or mm-hmm. any, any of the like off uh off to the side you know um comic book movies so you, they always have you know villains or whatever like i don't know who the fuck that is you know i don't know mm-hmm. their lore or you know, maybe i've like no i know their name but i don't know why they're doing what they're doing i'm just kind of used to comic books throwing in characters that have a backstory, but I don't know them. So I guess it didn't really bother me that much because I'm just used mm. to it. Okay. Well, yeah, because I thought that was just like, for me as a reader, I was like, okay, that's a little bit obscure. I was going to say like, if Ricky was around, I'd be like, hey, did you even know who the hell Harold was? Right? Because that, that's that's a rather uh, strange pickup point. Um, and then even with all the other, like there must've been like, did you know the situation with uh, Jason Todd and, and the death in the family uh, story arc? Or I knew he the... had died. Okay. Um, okay. And I also I I knew that um like I knew that like I knew Barbara Gordon had been shot like shot yeah and paralyzed yeah, yeah so, so like, I knew those. Those, like, those are big like you know those, those are big beats in in modern Batman lore 
but the Herald thing was rather obscure. I also thought that, did you understand the whole notion of like the uh, Ra's al Ghul thing and the Talia thing? Like how he and Talia, Batman and Talia kind of got it on and they actually have a kid, right? You know that. I feel like I did know that. Yeah. So so the thing is, Batman, like she, she in, in this story arc, she keeps on referring to him as the beloved, right? Because basically, you know, she, Batman, Bruce Wayne is like one of the only people, persons in the world that uh, Ray Sogul saw as an equal because he's super smart, athletic and everything, right? And Talia, of course, fell in love with him too. Uh, but the thing is that she does get it on with Batman and they do have a kid. And that's Damian Wayne. And he turns out to be a complete little dick. Um, and it's just it's just kind of interesting that they don't mention any of that now um, in, in, in that point in time. But later on, like a few years later, Damian Wayne comes out and uh, it's just it, it's a totally different story. Like, so I thought like there was like that kind of little subplot you, you, as, a, as a kind of person in your position, if you would have picked up on that romantic storyline or that, that history that they had. No, I didn't, and it would have been actually, um, it could have had a little bit of depth because it could have had, a, like, a little love triangle or something between him and Catwoman or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, because, like, the stuff like that that I was like, would someone have picked up on it? But, like, for, for, like, a casual reader, I'm not sure if it would have been, like, oh, it's too much backstory. Or it would have been, like, hey, you know what, I really gotta look this up, right? I wasn't, I wasn't well, sure what, what your sentiment was. A lot of times you don't know, I mean... Because sometimes these aren't linear, so you don't know right when things happen. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, because it's it's weird now looking back at it. Like, like he kidnaps Talia, right? So, I mean, if he's in yeah, that that's called that's called uh, dating uh, in in the superhero world. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that we know Batman. I mean, Batman has morals, right? Like he won't kill. I mean, I mean, he mm -hmm. comes close sometimes, but yeah. he, you know, supposedly won't kill. But he doesn't. He doesn't have a problem with dropping Lois Lane off a you know a tall building, you know. Cause, I mean, because oh, oh, I like oh, I knew it, you were gonna it, save her. Yeah, it was fine. I knew you were gonna catch her. Like, but yeah. you know, what if he didn't? You know, and then we'd have you know Lois Lane shaped flat on the sidewalk. Yeah, um, exactly. But I mean, in so general, he, though, sorry, go ahead. I, I was I was gonna say he just like doesn't have. I mean, he has some morals, but his moral compass isn't, you know. Uh, necessarily the the best thing to to, to go by so w but, go ahead vince but, yeah but i was gonna say in, in general though like did you because i think that with a lot of comic books it's it's always about like okay action 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 like you know it's just moving a plot point right like we, we've read other comic book story arcs like that god forsaken that endless night one where whatever i can't remember what it was like the the, the 70 issues or whatever we had to read um so i i think that even even with the, I think we all agreed in the past that uh, the 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 one where it was like the superheroes where like uh, Superman kills Joker. What was that one? Uh, um, Gods Among Us come... or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was but, something like that. It was the one that was yeah. made in a video game. Yeah, yeah. So like we we talked about that and like again, it was just like action, action, action. Interesting story, but action based, right? This mm -hmm. one, I wasn't sure if you, in in the end of the at the end of the day, if you picked up on just like the the kind of psychological issues that batman faces like i mean yes there was the action and there was the kind of plot points of the whodunit but i just found something that was really important for even the casual reader was just to see like how much trauma this guy has had to deal with right like i mean he's got no friends he's and the friends that he does have he treats like garbage because again he, since he was a kid he he basically had his friends removed from him and he's been like on, on his own right and he, he treats like you know 
he anticipates fully, not only like to drop Lois, but he's like, you know, I got a way to figure out, like, I, I'm going to go down underground, fight Bruce, uh, fight Superman so that he knows that if he loses heat vision, he's going to kill everybody, right? Like that kind of stuff where you're like, yeah, you know what? This guy's a sociopath on some level, right? Batman has really mm-hmm. got some, he's, he might not have, mo- he might have morals, right? And as you said, like he comes close to killing people, but uh, there are some situations in this, in this comic where he's really tested. And I don't know if the casual reader like you would have really picked up on just how far he's pushed in this. Like, or did you just expect Batman to be like, oh yeah, okay, he's angry. He's going to beat the crap out of this guy, right? Like, like I'm not sure if you, if you were, if you comment on just like, if you picked up on the kind of psych uh, war that was going on. Well, I mean, it, it comes out really good in the, where he's beating the crap out of Joker, mm. right? Um, it's like, um, Commissioner Gordon said something about, you know, you know, there's a line, right? And you don't cross yeah. that line. You know, it, it's like um, James Gordon knows that Batman will do a lot of things, but he doesn't want to cross that one line, which is just to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, there were definitely points in, in it where it was very – I really did enjoy the – parts outside of the fighting because i mean a lot of times you do i mean you read a comic book because of, you know the the and you, you read batman versus superman because you want to see them go at it right i mean you don't yep. read it for for high drama and plot points um mm-hmm. but this one definitely did have a lot of very good plot points in it um and and like i said it, that plot made up for the lackluster fighting in in mm-hmm. some places um so i there was quite a i mean I mean, I don't normally pick up on the, the the deep issues as well as you do, Vince. But there's, I I did see, um, like you could tell that just as it goes on, how how much um, a, a lot of the things that this hush guys, you know, um, how it's affecting Bruce Wayne and Batman, um, especially like at Tommy's funeral. I mean, his you know, quote unquote funeral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he, you know he he's while he's giving his speech or his eulogy in the background, he's saying like, I had, I do have all these people, you know, I, you know, I have, you know, Selena and I have Alfred and, you know, uh, yep, and Tim and all um, that stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he, he's t- t- thinking about all of the people he does have. And that kind of gives a, a contrast to the previous issue where the previous issue and where he's beating the crap out of Joker and like, you know, I'm alone, all alone and Joker's taking all these people from me mm-hmm. and, and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it's, it was very interesting. Yeah, and then just hearing him rationalize it, like, uh, you know, if I did it, they'd understand, right? And you're like, whoa, whoa, Batman! Yeah, like, like after the after he knocked Catwoman out, like, ah, she'll understand someday. Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, and, we're gonna... and, and just as we're about to wrap up, oh, great, Ricky's going to join. God damn it, man. Yeah, all right, well, he, he'll get uh, about ten minutes of giving us his... Uh... Like, I'm calling, hopefully he doesn't have Skype problems, because we don't have time for that shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I just I just wanted to say that um, I, I I thought that this was a decent storyline. I apologize if it was a little bit long side, but um, I, I think it was a decent length and it was a very robust story, at least on my front. Uh, I thought, all right, I thought so it, it covered all the bases. Yeah, it was very good, Vince. When I so I bought this on Amazon, right? It's like this, you know, um, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Oh, you got it for twenty bucks. It's not bad. Oh, twenty bucks U.S. Uh. <laughs> yeah, twenty dollars U.S. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, but when I got, it, I was like, "Holy shit, this thing's fucking longer than hell. It weighs like a pound." You know, it's like really, but um, but it's it doesn't feel like ha- right. But 
like half of the back of it is um you know oh, just the, like the the store the, the, the behind extra the scenes graphics stuff. Yeah. yeah like how they drew it and stuff like that um but, but matt you gotta understand that in in the day like jim lee like the, the pencil work that he does it's it's art in itself that's the reason why i think a lot of people are like yo this is huge because it's like this premium artist who left marvel as at, at its peak and then also start up image comics like another group of, of comic company and then he just kind of said i'm gonna i'm gonna be in on uh this you know this batman thing and it was like it was a it was a it was a big milestone so i i think that's the reason why they really hyped it up and that's why they got all the behind the scenes stuff yeah ricky are you there it shows his icon oh man with all these oh, IT guys, what are the chances you can't get stuff to work, man? Seriously. Right. He should know how to use Skype. I mean, Ricky, you really give us some um, – make us doubt your ability to do your job if you can't do Skype. Yeah. Are you going to Are you gonna blame, like, Android again or <laughs> – uh, You're blaming Google. Uh, come on, man. You can do it. You can do it, Rick. Well, we're going to give him a few more minutes, and then he'll just have to – all right, yep. Ricky. Add. This so, isn't so hard. You, but but Matt, while we're waiting for Ricky, now why did you decide to buy it as opposed to just going on digital? Okay, so I don't know. I don't really remember. It's been, it's been a month. It's been about like a month and a half. Um, okay. I, I think it's because when I looked at the digital files that I was able to uh, pirate. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, uh, acquire. Acquire right. Um, the it, it it wasn't well easy to read. Mm. Okay, so all right. Um, Ricky, you can't just call me, dude. I have to add you, otherwise this whole <laughs> otherwise this whole recording will go down the drain, and we're not doing this again. No, I'm hanging up on you, Ricky. Oh no, he's coming again. Add. This isn't hard. It says, oh. it says Ricky Williams is unavailable. Because he's on the call trying to get to us. Uh, uh, Matt, have fun editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're, oh, no, we're, we're leaving this out. If you're listening to this, this is high drama. This is uh, this is throwback to the beginning, Vince. Remember when we first started this, we had problems Every fucking week. I mean, we, and it's the reason why we switched. I mean, we started out on Skype, and then, then we went we to went Google to, Plus, and then we went back yep. to Skype, and then back to Google Plus. And uh, uh, no, I put join. It said something went wrong. Well, I, I, I can. What? I will try again. Uh, Trying again. Hello? Set. Ricky! Oh, there we go. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Okay. Both well, times to try. <laughs> yeah. You have, but... like, five minutes. Tell us everything you want yeah. about Hush. Yeah. What would you think of the comic book, Ricky? You have about five minutes before before we have to stop. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, oh, you're no, late, I man. thought it was... I know, I found the leak, and then fucking Skype logged me out, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was great. I have it on my iPad. I'll admit, I didn't get through the, the entire thing. Um, what? But I, I got through, like, three quarters of it. So 
Like, it was good. Um, so, so, wait, wait, wait. Before you answer that, who do you think is Hush? Uh, that I couldn't figure out yet. Tell me. Uh, take who a, is take it? a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess? If I yeah, had guess. to guess. It's someone that appears uh, in the story. That's your hand. Really? Yeah. Oh, see? Good, good, good. See? Hmm. Catwoman? Ooh. What about Hell of a Twist? <laughs> I know, that's why I'm thinking, because I know Batman, and it's always, it's not like, you know, obvious. what you would expect. Yeah. yeah, it's never obvious, right? And I know there's always been a romance between them, and, you know, so... so no? I, I mean, that no, obviously is no. not her, so... So tell me... Ahead, homework man. is to read the rest of the comics. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to read. I'm going to read the rest of it regardless. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, no, I don't. I don't uh, so, so three quarters of it. Have you got to uh, Talia and Rachel Ghoul part? Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, so it's no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not them either. Is it Talia? Oh, okay. No, no, it's neither of those. Oh, it's Damien. No, no. no. See, see, no. that's exactly <laughs> that. No, it's 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 Thomas Elliot. It's the Doctor. Oh no way. Because he got killed, right? See? Yeah. Exactly. And, and, wow. And, and the thing is, and the thing is, like in the comic book, you already know that Batman reveals that he's Bruce Wayne to Catwoman, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He also, but the thing is, at the end of the day, Riddler. It turns out Riddler was working with Hush because Hush is basically uh, Batman's old buddy from his childhood. Um, oh, uh, so Riddler, now Riddler, he knows Riddler, too. Riddler already already figured out. Batman's identity. So that's the thing that comes out at the very end. So spoiler alert. But you're gonna read it anyways, because it's gonna be like just oh, cool wow. about it. Yeah. Wow. So, but, anyways, but why did he do it? Did it say? Uh, dude, I'm not gonna get you you'll read it. Yes, I'm but, gonna read it anyways. <laughs> what, 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 but the thing I, is, yes, he he does it to to, to to commit crime and and uh Tommy is basically used as a as a leverage point um because uh, when he was a kid, as you might remember from the flashbacks, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad, the doctor, um, yeah, failed yeah. to save his his uh, his father. Uh, okay. uh, but, his, but no, 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 no. But the thing is, yeah. his mom survived, right? So you'd think yeah. that the guy hates Bruce because of the fact that he couldn't save his dad. Nope, it's the opposite. Tommy was a weird, evil guy. kid, and he wanted he cut the brakes to the car when he was oh, a kid. Oh, so he hates them because he saved his mom's them. still alive. Yeah, because mom's yeah. still alive. And that's the crazy, it's so messed up, right? So it's just yeah. it's a really good kind of twisting okay. plot. And that's why, and then yeah. of course, Jim Lee art, man. Come on, Rick, man. Remember yeah, well, yeah, of course. Wow, okay. So now, I mean, I was going to finish it regardless, but now for sure I'm going to finish it. All right, yeah. But, he, you know, he almost beat the crap out of the Joker. That That's another high point there. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was, we all... that was that, that's the thing Matt and I were talking about because in that instance, it, this whole entire story arc is about the psyche of you know Bruce Wayne, like how he has no friends and how even though friends he does have, he loses and he like really takes it hard, or like the friends that he has, he treats like garbage, like you saw with the Batman scenario, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 and then also it, I was telling Matt about the the Nightfall scenario when Bane broke his back, when basically he released oh, yeah, yeah. from Arkham. It's the same kind of like uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. But but the thing is that you never know who's responsible for this, and that's the thing that was like a like a fun story, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why he was like a little more successful because he already has the inside information. 
Mm-hmm. Right, because um, he already knows who who Batman is. Yeah, well, see, that's the other thing. I I I wasn't sure if it was picked up. Matt, do you think that mm-hmm. Thomas Elliot knows that Bruce Wayne is actually Batman? Because we know that Riddler does, right? But if Riddler well, is yeah. the chess pieces, right? Does 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 Thomas Elliot actually know that he's Bruce Wayne? Don't. Uh, hmm. It feels like he does because of the, how many times he pops up in the story before he, di- you know, he dies, right? So otherwise, why he would he keep? I mean, I mean, they use the excuse of him keeping an eye on Bruce after his, you know, um, his surgery yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, but plus, it, if he set that in motion with the grappling, and then he he you know gets a concussion or skull fracture sorry and then he's the one who operates on him he'd be kind of stupid not to know well yeah well, but then you'd, that, like, you'd think that riddler would tell him you'd think that riddler would tell him because there's there, there's some there's some reason why you know you, oh, just tell those two, you, you gotta tell ricky this. the whole ending part because yeah. like, well you know they, i mean they get together the because they because yeah, of the, 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 the surgery, Terry Riddler, <laughs> right? The, the surgery that Thomas Elliot performs on the Riddler because of the um, the brain cancer or whatever, um, yeah, that the, and then the, there is the whole Lazarus plot pit thing, pit, yeah. um, right? right. So, um, but you'd think that when they, you know, when they're they're together, that um, the Riddler would tell him, and that's how that he gets uh, Tommy on side to go against Bruce Wayne, right? Because I mean, Bruce, he wouldn't. Ha- well, I mean, I don't know. It, it feels like he would. He, he would tell him, but then yeah, yeah like just telling. So, so that's the thing. I was. I would agree. I, like honestly, I agree with you guys both that you know he had to have told uh, Thomas Elliot. But the problem is that at the end, <coughs> Ricky, um, when when Batman confronts Riddler and says, "So you know my identity," and you see a smug face on Riddler, like like excellent work by Jim Lee. You know, you can see how <laughs> smug he is, and he's like, "Yeah, haha, I know you're Bruce Wayne." Also know that you're never going to tell anyone, because a good riddle only has only is as good as the punchline, only as good as you know it and no one else knows the answer, right? So <laughs> then he's like, oh, he's like, oh crap, right? And then you start thinking to yourself, like, because you, again, this is the thing, like, unless they explicitly say it in the comics, right? You never really mm-hmm. know 100. Yeah, percent So yeah, that's why right. I, was, I was wondering if you guys knew whether if, if what your thoughts were, if if like yes. You know, Thomas Elliot does come in, or Hush comes in and says, like, you know, this is what happens to all your friends and all that stuff, right? But it's never apparent if those lines are prescripted, that it's like, make sure you say this. Yeah. Or if, like, you know, Riddler just actually gave the punchline, gave the gave, gave the answer to the riddle. Like, that's that, which is the kind yeah. of antithesis of what he would do. So that that's the one cliffhanger for me that was like, oh, yeah, does he or doesn't he know? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, and, and right. one little, what, sorry, one last question I got to ask Ricky. Ricky, in the you know you know your DC a little bit better than Matt does, right? Yeah. Who's Harold? Harold. <laughs> I, I think that proves the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, it's cool. No, because it was just something that even caught me off guard, and um, I'm a Batman fan, so don't worry. You're gonna get to it, and you're gonna be like, oh crap, I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Now I'm right. really pumped up. I might finish it today. <laughs> really quick, guys. Uh, um. Ricky, you don't have to give a score if you don't want to. Vince, what would you give a score on this? I'd give it a four out of five. It was a solid story. Great art by Jim Lee. Uh, kept me guessing. It was a page turner. Like you could read that in like basically one sitting and wouldn't feel a single thing. It was a great story. Great, great, great character build up and everything, man. Yeah, I would give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three point 
8.5 out of, out of what 5. What the hell? 3.85. <laughs> I, I, I would give it a 4 just like you, Vince, but the, the, the coloring on the internal thoughts thing just drove me fucking bad. Yeah, I hated that. If they'd if they'd colored it all blue and made it white text, it would have been great. Or you know, colored it all white and made it. I understand he was trying to do contrast, but it was so hard to fucking read. It bothered the shit out of me. Uh, Ricky, do you want to? I'm not yeah, getting it off. Awesome. I'd give it a four out of five. Um, I, I mean, Jim Lee done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if anyone knows, I love Superman over Batman. And for it should have been more be- Superman in this, Ricky. Well, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like for it to be a read where where I'm like, oh, I want to finish this. Like usually I read it and I'm like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. (laughs) So 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 it's like, yeah, it was it was very good. Yeah, definitely four to five. I mean, I want to finish it today, so you know, good. Yeah, it was very good. All right, I'm gonna get a text message later on from Ricky going. I knew who Harold was. Like, oh, don't lie to me. <laughs> you know, you know Alfred. Alfred. You know, you know Harold. You know Alfred. Okay. All right. That is it for us on the three casts. Uh, we know we didn't get very much tricky this time, but uh, we'll work on that better next time. Vince has to jump out. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Uh, email at thecreecast.com is the email address. You can follow us on Twitter at the three cast, uh, at Ricky Williams underscore. Excuse me. At Ricky, Ricky underscore, underscore one. one. Is Ricky Vince's VWHUI. Get rid of that fucking underscore, Ricky. It's, it's time you... <laughs> yeah, too bad there's a football player who kind of has... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Anyways, I'm at MTWB. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the 3Cast. Coming up next, I have absolutely no clue what we're going to do. Ricky, it's your turn to choose. Again. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, don't worry. I'll put it in. I'll that's put what it, it says. Today. That's what I see on the okay. show. On, on, I'm on the thinking doc, right now. I'm I'm looking at two things, which is either um, <laughs> you guys are gonna love this. Either you the first, first goal we're murdering you. It's gonna be Vin Diesel. Anything? <laughs> no, either the first Frozen or um, the first three episodes of uh, Pokemon. Uh, no, uh, what's it called? Um, it's Pokemon, but I it's nope, the, the cartoon. I'd rather go for another one. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll yes, decide yes, and let you know. This kid for the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, that is it for us this time. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care, guys. Peace.